This is a reading. This is a reading from Matthew 28:16-20. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am always with you to, to the end of age. This is the word of the Lord. Back in the 1980s, there was a big push in the business industry for many companies to come up with a mission statement. The object was to come up with a short statement that told the world what they were about. It also created to show employees what the company was about and the standards that the company has. I really like some of the mission statements that some people come up with. Some statements sound so boring, yet so long and corporate, but some are really clever and really short. An example of this is Walt Disney's, to make people happy. Another example is Ford's mission statement about building for the road ahead. We can all agree that these mission statements describe about them and give us an understanding of what they are trying to accomplish. Likewise, us Christians, we all share a common mission statement. That mission statement is what we read just a few minutes ago, the Great Commission. This statement applied to the church in Jerusalem the exact same way it applies to First Presbyterian Church of Jasper today. After Jesus died, was buried, and rose again on the third day, he stayed around for 40 days to teach and encourage the disciples. About 25 or 30 days after the resurrection, they met Jesus on an unspecified mountain in Galilee. The text specifically calls out the 11 apostles as being there. But it doesn't limit to them only. As a matter of fact, this was probably where Jesus revealed himself to the over 500 people that Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 15. So there was quite a group of people there. Once Jesus had risen, he sent a messenger for his disciples to meet him in Galilee. They received the message and they obeyed, even though some of them doubted. Once they found out for themselves and realized that Jesus was alive, they fell to their knees and they worshipped him. Once this happened, Jesus gave the people there a mission, and it's the same mission that we live by today. That mission, that, that, sorry, y'all. That mission commanded by the authority of Jesus to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that He has commanded us. This command is simple, yet com complex at the same time. The Great Commission is broken down in three sections: a great authority, a great command, and a great promise. The first part of the Great Commission is a great authority. In verse 18. Jesus, Jesus describes that all authority has been given to him in heaven and on earth. We are a power-seeking people, and yes, God does give power, but only after we have received the authority. Jesus does have all, have all the authority, not only in heaven, but also on earth we live. He is our commander, and we will receive our authority to go create disciples under him. To distinguish between power and authority, I'm going to give you an illustration. Many of you park your cars beside the road or even on the other side like I did today. Suppose that while crossing the road, a large truck is coming, and you decide to stop it. You place your hands against it, and you stop it, right? Well, of course you didn't. You would not be able to stop that truck even on your best day. 
Yet, I have seen people step out in the middle of a busy street, hold up their arm, and big powerful diesel trucks come to a stop. What's the difference? The one has a police officer's uniform on. He has been invested with authority by the people to carry out the assigned task. The officer might not have more powers than another man, but he has been given more authority. If we will reside under the authority of Jesus, we will have his authority to carry out the task he assigns us to do. Many of us in our daily routine have not the authority to carry out life as we should because we simply have not come under the authority of Jesus Christ. We reside within our own power and ability and thus only accomplish the temporary task. There is no opportunity for authority and power that God alone can give unless we listen to him. The second part of the Great Commission is the Great Command. In verse 19, Jesus tells us to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. A lot of times we like to wait for this opportunity to speak the gospel. However, we are not to wait for people to come to us. We are to go to them. In the Great Commission, Jesus commanded his disciples to go. Going must become a reality if we are to accomplish our mission. If we fortify or keep ourselves sustained in our own church building, we will never grow. We will never show someone the love and mercy that Jesus Christ has given us ourselves. Like in a war, you don't win a war playing nothing but defense. You attack offensively. Dale Carnegie once said, If you want to conquer fear, don't sit home and think about it. Go out and get busy. We are commanded to go and make disciples. Making disciples is the key part of our mission. So what is a disciple? I know I, for one, think of a disciple as being just a preacher or somebody who wears a fancy robe. Amen. <laughs> However, Jesus states in John 8.31 that if you abide in my word, you are a disciple. Going out and creating disciples simply means converting people to follow Christ and abide in his word. Another part of the great command is to baptize. Baptize literally means to immerse. It represents two things. The first thing is the purification from sin and its power, and the second thing it symbolizes is resurrection of Jesus' death and our own. The third part of the mission statement is a great promise. In verse 20, Jesus states, I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. When Christ promised this to the group of people on the mountaintop, he was also talking to the people 2,000 years from then. He was talking to us. Once we accept Jesus Christ in our hearts and proclaim him as our Lord and Savior, we gain the companionship of Jesus. Through fulfilling the Great Commission, Jesus promises to be with us and help, help us use his authority and demand to go make followers of Christ. That's what we must understand. I know that I am at times to tell I am afraid at times to tell people about Jesus, but he tells us in verse 20 that we should not be. Jesus tells us that he is with us always, and that with him guiding us and watching over us, that we can go and accomplish our mission. Always means always. Remember that Jesus will be with you and that you will be with him for all days of your life. He promises us that we, guard, that we are guarded even during times of fear, weakness, and temptation. With the authority watching us, we should not be worried to go complete our mission. Now that we know the three main parts of the Great Commission, we know we can make a difference. However, to show you how important this mission statement really is, listen to this scenario. If someone didn't obey Jesus' command and authority or believe that God wasn't always with them, this church wouldn't exist. You would not be where you are sitting right now. There would be no churches, and instead, if you're like me, you'd probably be sleeping right now. <laughs> that is scary to think about, but it shows how important the message Jesus gives us really is. The disciples followed the command, and they changed the world. They listened, and I'm glad they did. Through Jesus Christ, they made the churches and almost everything about Christianity that exists today. Even though that was thousands of years ago, the same principle applies today. 
we must apply this mission to our lives. For example, how often do we have the opportunity to invite someone to church or talk to them about Jesus, but we don't take advantage of it? I am sad to say I've missed those opportunities many times, but that's not what Jesus wants us to do. Even a simple act of kindness towards somebody can show an example of God's love and his mercy. Therefore, when you go out into the world, look for the opportunities and take action to what God has commanded us to do.